This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is a big one, Goodest Brother, to a very special public enemy number one edition of the BCP. Please welcome in, and this is long overdue, Goodest Brothers. And I know we say that all the time, but this guy has been called week after week here on the BCP. We had to talk to him again, public enemy number one. He is the Thanos of the independent wrestling scene. He is the BWF champ, the NAW champ, the trifecta champ, the IWA champ, a former ace champion. Please welcome into the show the Thanos of the Indies himself, Mr. TJ Marconi. Thank you. He is inevitable. Also was the former uh, SWF champion as well. So, I I mean, I got that accolade. Uh, What else am I forgetting? I have so many titles I forget now. Nice, nice. I got to get one more. I got to get one more. You got to get the Power Stone. Yeah, I got to get the Power Stone. That's a good problem to have. Uh, Mr. Marconi, thank you for making the time. Thank you so much, brother. So much to talk about. Uh, Let's just start with it here. Uh, We said to you off air, but we usually like to, you know, watch people uh, here in the Northeast scene. Obviously, you've made quite a name for yourself. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you in person yet or seeing you in person yet. Um, So we usually don't do business this way. But every single week, a guest comes on, (laughs) they call you out, they target one of your titles, they end up cutting a promo on you. I'm like, we have to have this guy on. I mean, being a champ, Obviously, no stranger to having a target on your back. But what's going through your mind when these guys are cutting promos on you on our show week after week? Are there guys that stand out or is this just another day at the office for you? I mean, it's just another day at the office, but it actually makes me happy because that's what wrestling is missing is people actually having some, you know, cojones and uh, calling people out. I mean, I'm sorry you guys haven't seen me in person um, probably for the past year and a half besides COVID and all the other stuff going on. I've been picky about where I perform. Um, I'm coming up. I can't believe I've been coming up. I'm like year 10 of doing this. Congratulations. So I, thank yeah, congrats, you. Yeah, man. man. And um, I mean, I got a little bit of a buzz a few years back, took a little bit of time off, came back right before COVID started. So, I mean, I mean, that could be the reason why I haven't been down there in a minute, but it's good to see that people are actually doing what wrestling supposed to be cutting promos and getting people engaged and actually having a storyline going into a match. So I'm happy that everyone's calling me out, but I mean, it's inevitable what's going to happen when they face me. So, yeah, I I pay attention to that word you use inevitable. Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit. The infinity gauntlet, you know, as a journalist, I've been critical of it. I know you have a lot of people have come on the show uh, on other podcasts that are, Hey, people are talking about it. um, That are talking about this. I don't even want to say gimmick because you, you are living the gimmick. You have the physical evidence. It's on the resume right now. Um, your thoughts on kind of the criticism you've gotten, um, you know what, before we even get there, let's talk about the genesis of the infinity gauntlet collecting the belts. Was this just something that being maybe a fan of, of Marvel and all that great stuff? Um, you were just getting gold after gold after gold. Uh, was this your idea? How did this all come about? A hundred percent. So like to peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, I hate the generic, uh, wrestler that happens today. And, uh, I've gone through a lot of different character gimmick changes, but coming back, I wanted to kind of put a little tweak on this public enemy thing I was doing. 
So, I mean, besides the whole mafia thing that I was doing, I'm like, I'm a huge nerd. I love Marvel movies, but no one's really done the the villain, the Mad Titan thing correctly. Um, I knew, gotcha. yeah, I knew what was happening that I was going to be winning a lot of gold. And the scene up here is kind of flooded. There's so many different companies, but it's not really top wrestlers. There's a lot of like wrestlers that are really good, but there's not really like, okay, that's the guy, like the old territory day style of like, okay, mm. when you come to the Northeast, that's the guy you have to beat. So I was like, all right, I'm going to collect in these goals, uh, gold, these titles. And I was like, all right, let me try to make this into a gimmick. And it, it flew, it, it came off the tongue well, the whole Thanos thing well. I knew it was a few years after Endgame. So maybe like the whole, Russia people trying to wear Thanos gear or doing Thanos promos was done. I wanted to re-spark it. And that's why I came up with it again and did it again. Yeah. And I appreciate you explaining that. I have a little bit more respect for it. My kind of criticism was uh, it just as a journalist, like was that, you know, it was being done on, on television where we saw Kenny doing it. Obviously, yeah. though, talking to you now, I see that you have respect for the Thanos character, the lineage, the comics uh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, man. Um, what is your response? Even like Matt came on the show and Mac, who's what 20 something years 88 yeah. titles in the business came on he kind of criticized the thanos gimmick uh, a little bit pj savage also has some words any any response to that or is this just again well, another day Ma Ma max mac didn't want to do work mac knows that i'm younger faster bigger stronger wow. smarter more good looking than him that's wow. the problem oh, um, wow. i love mac i respect mac Mac's one of the guys i used to watch in high school but now i've been out of high school for almost 10 years uh, a little bit longer than 10 years, actually. I'm, damn, it's been a while. But still, I watched Mac when I was in high school. And uh, that was the only independence that I watched. I watched WWF or WWE and then independent JAPW. And Mac was on that TV. So, I mean, Mac just didn't want to lose to a guy he's uh, not as good as anymore. Uh, PJ is great. Um, speaking as uh, not the Thanos of the Northeast, PJ is probably the next guy. Wow. Um, now speaking wow. at speaking as the Thanos of Northeast, but he's not the guy yet. Um, you know what I'm saying? So PJ is great. He actually does what n not many wrestlers do, and that's actually care about his character, care about his promo work, and it's really nice to see. Um, you're calling me out, which is cool, but I mean, you already lost to me at the last IWA show. You're gonna lose to me again. So I mean, your time is coming up, but it's just not now. Like I'm not going away yet. Wow, that's amazing to hear, man. All right, so we, we, we talked about Thanos. We talked about being nerds. We're huge nerds here at the house, as you can see, you know, on the background. Uh, who are some of your favorite Marvel characters, some of your favorite movies? We just watched No Way Home last night. It was, I mean, no pun, pun intended, but it was amazing. So, oh, are we doing uh, spoilers? I don't know. Here. Uh, don't know you, know you got enough heat. Let's not. Yeah, let's <laughs> I not mean, I, sh I, sh I yeah. should get all the heat. For, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I broke the internet how many times? I mean, um, so. I mean, going back to I, uh, back to high school, I guess, because that's okay. what I back on thing. I was football, and I also was a huge nerd, so I played Dungeons and Dragons, and I collect comic books. Nice. So, like, I had the the smart jock. Nerd. I had everything. I was really good in school. I played football, and I was a huge nerd. Nice. So it's like a combination of everything. That's awesome. Um, my favorite characters, obviously, with Thor. Like, uh, Thor is my okay. favorite. I, I I liked reading Thor comics back then because, like, they used a lot more English words that, like. The other comics weren't using. It was more like that Shakespearean type of ah, I got uh, you, yeah. verbiage. So like I helped my vocabulary up when I was trying to do SATs and stuff. Wow. Um, uh -huh. Going now, I have it like uh, Daredevil, uh, Ghost Rider, and probably Thor, my top three that I was collecting back then. Uh, I know the comic book scene now is just like, it's way overrun. So I haven't been collecting a lot of it or reading a lot of it. So everything I kind of did, 
I kind of like the mid two thousands was like when I stopped like pursuing every week going against stuff like maybe the secret invasion or like the second civil war was probably like my last, like I got to go every week to the comic book shop and get stuff. Cause like every week it's like they're rebooting X-Men, they're rebooting Thor. You can't, it's some stories I didn't like. Like I really like, I didn't like Jason Aaron's Thor run. I know some people do. I really didn't like the whole lady Thor thing. I know Mm. it's going to be a movie now, but let's see if it's any good. Um, But yeah, the comic book scene now is just so, like oversaturated that I haven't been able to keep up with what's going on now. But yeah, back in the day, I was huge. I had every, every one that I wanted. <laughs> and what are some of your favorite MCU movies or just superhero movies in general? DC, we could go with the DCEU, the MCU. Uh, DC was like really struggling, like just because they didn't understand that they were trying to make movies and not like comic book movies. They were trying to outdo Marvel when they couldn't do it. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the Snyder cut was good, but it was way too long. Like, that is the reason why that was edited to, into a two-hour movie. Watching it at home, it took two sittings. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably, like, my one of my favorites of the DC side. Uh, Shazam was cool. My little brothers loved it. So yeah, I, mean, I love that, Shazam. That that worked. Um, but, and the Marvel movies, like, it's the Joe Russo, the Russo Brothers stuff is the top four for me. No matter what, any order, kind of, you can flip them around. And then, like, No Way Home is, like, right at that cusp for me. Yeah. I have yeah, to watch it again. I have to watch it again. I'm at two times. I mean, there's like, I'm nitpicky, man. Like there's stuff in the movie that I'm like, eh, it's clunky in the middle, but like, you can't take away what they did. That movie was great. Yeah. But then being the, the Thor mark that I am Ragnarok and Thor are up there for me, like top 10 for me. I know some people don't like Ragnarok because it's too comedic, but what'd you think is. of fat Thor? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I, I, I so I'm, I'm gonna get cynical here. It's like they did that whole like fat shaming thing, like like yeah. dude, like you know, like whatever, man. I, I I understood they were trying to do unworthy Thor without him being like a complete like screw up. So they just made him fat, which all right, yeah. if that's what you want to do, fine. But um, I mean, it hurt a little bit because Thor is my guy. And Chris Hemsworth made it work though, man. His comedic yeah. timing was great in Endgame. It's something yeah. I didn't expect. Yeah, and they saved like because he probably would have left after his contract, his first contract was up. Yeah, yeah. this new comedic Thor is saving Thor being on on big screen for me. So some people that don't like it, like you're not going to have Thor on screen then. Like there's a reason why they went comedic route with him. And I'm excited to see what happens with him and the Guardians. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with that. I hope that the the, the fourth movie is based on the Lady Thor run. I, I assume right. I, I think that I, I think so. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not I, ho- sure. I hope it's not completely based off the Lady Thor run. But yeah, I'm excited for the for Thor four and Guardians three. I, I just love the banter between him and Peter. Like, I, yeah. I can't wait to see like who the one upsmanship there. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, you're in charge. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're in charge. We know. Hemsworth yeah. did a great job with that character. <laughs> yeah. Um, Again, you talk about the chemistry between him and Quill, yeah. but also those scenes in Infinity War with him and Rocket, like we oh, like, oh. did get emote. Like that was like, a, so like the heart of the movie. And, yeah. and, you went, and you pull yeah. behind the curtain, he's talking to like uh, Sean Gunn in a green costume. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine having an yes. actor, like looking at like your friend in a, in a shiny green outfit. Yeah. And you have to make believe it's, a, it's like, you know, a small record. It's incredible what they do. Great point. So I got to ask you, and you explained this a little bit. So for me, I was talking to my friend about this the other day because I have that kind of time. But basically, um, Thor never really appealed to me in the comics because he was from another world. Uh, a little bit of that. Um, what is it like? Norwegian? Like you talked about the language and stuff, a little yeah. bit of that, that folklore, all that kind of stuff. He he to me, he came off a little bit as, as corny. He looked corny and he came from another world like where he was almost like too powerful. I felt it was unfair. Uh, so I wasn't about Thor. But then when uh, I didn't even go see the first movie, I was like, no, go see. It's really good. 
And yeah. I really enjoyed it. And that's when I got into Thor. I was fat Thor for Halloween one year. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, that I'm a big guy. So why? What like what brought you to Thor immediately? Like why him yeah. out of all the heroes? It, just uh, when I was a kid, it was just because it's like, all right, I was tall, like Norwegian looking guy. And it kind of like it was like what I had. I had like the blondish hair. I don't know what it is now. I dyed it and I messed it all <laughs> up when I first came in the business. But like I, I identified with Thor. And then because of the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing, I was playing it kind of like it was an easy transition to like, oh, it's like the folklore and the dragons and the mysticism oh, kind okay, of like went you. right to Thor. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I got to ask you this because you seem to know like uh, your lineage and the comics and stuff like that. This is why I'm glad we get to have this conversation as a journalist. You know, I could be very critical. But at the same time, when we, when we have that conversation, I get to know you a little bit better. So I'm guessing you're familiar with the original Infinity Gauntlet uh, comic. Yeah. 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 So that you and pulled from that first. OK. Yeah, like uh, I'm well, like they're bringing Adam Warlock in the next one, right? I hear, I hear they're bringing him in the next. They kind of like teased him, and yeah, they alluded it in yeah. what the, yeah. the second the, Guardians. The second right? one is like a post credit. Yeah, I mean, it was I, a post -credit. I, yeah. I, I, I was waiting to see if they were gonna put Thanos in like the the gel prison, the amber prison, like they did in the in in the run, but that uh, never happened. We never got yeah. to see that on the big screen. But yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. I remember that was kind of like the first like main uh crossover event that i bought as a kid because it was mm. like you know comics were crazy cheap back then but it was hard to yes. find because there weren't that many stores but mm. that was kind of like one of my favorite runs wow man how long you been in the business how long you been doing this now so I'm, I'm definitely past 10 so my first uh yeah yeah wow yeah past 10 i started training at the end of 2009 and i had my first show in 2010 so i'm I don't count the COVID year, so I'm like around 10 right now. Yeah, you were saying that's right. 10. That, that's awesome to hear because um, I see a lot of your critiques on social media, you know, obviously coming from a veteran, someone who's been around the, the Indies. Let's be real. It could be quite a circus, as we've learned several oh, times. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, that's one way to put it. But um, I'll say this, like, obviously being very critical, obviously being very accomplished, having that resume, having all the gold, uh, you are worthy, uh, pun very much intended to to speak and say how you feel. And I saw on Facebook a couple posts uh, you were posting and I'm paraphrasing here something about like, you know, in wrestling, we try to become something uh, other than what we are in real life. Um, standing. And I think I knew what this was directed towards, not anyone in particular, just what's going on right now, standing yeah. in front of a banner with three letters or whatever it is, um, doesn't mean any, you know, not that it doesn't mean yeah. anything, but you think it's everything, all the thing, um, you know, it's more important to connect with the crowd. I, I wanted yeah. to talk to you about that. Like, what's kind of your philosophy there? Well, I, I know some people that are in a business can say I'm just bitter. Now, yes. Am I bitter? Probably you can say I'm the definition of bitter. I had a shot. Oh. It got it got taken away from me for reasons that weren't my own, which is cool. Oh but wow! I'm not, now what I'm trying to uh, portray is like as I was trained by you guys. You know, you guys know magic, right? You guys, I think magic. Come on, oh, yeah. magic. You were trained ma by ma magic. I was my magic was my trainer. So no the thing kidding. that stuck. Well, the thing that stuck with me was like you always got to give back. So like I feel like I'm at the age now or at the time of wrestling now. It's like I'm past my. I think I'm still in the main event. I'm still a top guy, but now I got to start giving back. So I'm seeing what's happening nowadays and everyone's just striving to get extra work and take a picture in front of a banner and they think they're over and they think know what they're doing. And then you go to these shows and no one's connecting with the crowd. They're just doing moves and not connecting. Like no one's, there's repeat customers because they just don't, they have nothing else to do than want to come see wrestling. There's no people that will travel from Orlando or from, you know, Pennsylvania to come to a show in New Jersey to see, okay, this guy connects with me and I want to come see him. They just want to get over it, get on AW, get on WWE, take a picture in front of the banner, and they think they're over. It's a, That's what's missing. It's People aren't connecting with the audience anymore. They're just trying to get themselves 
in front of a banner, take a photo and say, look, I got on TV. Like I, I done that. I was punched by Roman Reigns. I took a picture in front of and catering saying, oh, look at me. I'm over now. No, is that my job that night was to make Roman Reigns look better. Like mm. that was my job that night. My job wasn't to get myself over. My job was to make Roman Reigns look like a star. And that's what I did. Yeah. And there's a reason why, like some people can hate me. Some people come pay to see me get beat up because they hate me so much. And that's a connection that's missing nowadays. Butts and seats. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's missing. Wow. Very well. I'm, said, I'm, I, I might come off as mean, but then like you guys don't, didn't know me, but like on the internet, I'm one way. And then like in the locker room and then and, and backstage, I'm a totally different way. Like, uh, and Facebook to me is a, is a platform to promote my character. And yeah, that's I the way that. I'm doing it. You know, like in the locker room, I'm totally different. And I, people just come up to me and talk to me and I'll let you know, like, listen, this is how I am online because this is how I'm portraying the character. I want how I want wrestling to be. But then you mm-hmm. get me on here and I'm just shooting the shit. Hey, we saw you take the picture with Wes. That's all that matters. You got the picture. That, that's I, I, I was holding out for that, man. Like, it's <laughs> like I, I, I was holding out on Wes and Kyle for as long as I could. Yeah, there it is. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, I got I to gotta kind of be the bad guy for a little while. And I'm like, oh, finally, I'll give him the picture. My guy, that's that's awesome. And you genuinely care. I, I can tell from all your answers yeah. now. Um, that's awesome. And it's not all me, me, me. It's about, you know, like you said, at this point, giving back to the business, you generally care about how these people connect with the audience, uh, portray themselves. And that's awesome to hear, but let's be selfish a little bit. What are your goals moving forward? Uh, you know, obviously we're turning the calendar. Everyone makes their resolutions, all that kind of stuff. What are your goals uh, moving forward? You've done this for 10 Uh, years now. Is it to travel? Is it to get that contract, wherever it may be? I, I so like again like again this is like me pulling on a curtain. I have like a really good shoot job now, so like I oh, can't tra- I can't travel the world. I wanted to go to Japan. I wanted to go to Mexico, and I still like those are kind of like my two big goals to wrestle in Japan, wrestle in uh, Mexico. I would probably turn down an NXT contract now. And I'm not just saying that wow. to be cool. Wow. It's because like I cannot afford to live off what NXT people make. No disrespect wow. to anyone down there. Like they know what they're making. I can't live off that. Um, I can't uproot my life to go down there for that little amount of money. Um, I don't know how what AEW is paying the new guys now, but their roster is completely overloaded, and I don't know if I would get TV time. So I would probably not want that either right now. This is, wow. like, you know, I know it's not the answers you normally hear. Like yeah. I want to be, on, you know, it's I'm being real with you guys. I appreciate um, I'm gonna, that. I'm going to continue yeah, to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to try yeah. to keep making the scene up here good. I know I want to go back out to Chicago and wrestle because I have fans out there. I definitely have fans in Florida. Uh, you know, I'll take bookings, like I said, sporadically, if it makes sense, the storyline makes sense. But like my goals are probably just to establish more of a territory up here Love that. and, and to help the guys that are coming up now. It's like, again, the guy who beats me for all my titles is going to be made in my mind. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta make the next, make the next guy. So like, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Maybe PJ one day. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> nice. I got. I gotta be. I gotta beat Mac first because Mac's been hiding. He's stuck. And he lost already, right? So I gotta go after. Uh, yeah. It was in your post, uh, John oh, Moran. Yeah, yeah, Moran. That's my guy. He's, he's, right he's collecting, bro. So uh, Johnny, I come see me. Is this happening? Wow, you heard it here first, people. Here for this, Johnny. Look out, man. Come see me. Uh, how many has he got now? Three, four. He's got yeah, I think four right now, Johnny. Four, yeah, four, and four. That's crazy, man. Four, wow. Four. That's awesome, man. Who would you want to work with, um, you know, here in the Northeast scene that you haven't worked with? And let's throw it out there because you have worked with the likes of a Roman Reigns. You know, anything's possible. There is opportunity out there, which we love to see our friends uh, get that platform. Um, who would you like to work on 
on the independent level and then on the national level? National level, uh, probably Jack Swagger again because we had a good match. Oh, oh really? Wow. really? Where was that? Uh, for uh, what was it? It was it was standalone wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I wow. it was called standalone Chad. wrestling at the time. It was Chad's first show sure. in Atlantic City. Yeah, Chad. Chad uh, knows what I bring to the table. So like, uh, yeah, me and me and Jack Swagger again would be cool. Um, probably so Santana and Ortiz. We wrestled a bunch in uh, House of Big Quarters, fans so, of them. So I'd like to do that again. Any one of my tag team partners, you can pick which one they want. We always have a good time. Uh, as a national guys, uh, locally, like PJ is really good to go back and forth on promos. Papa Don has a bunch of titles, so I've been seeing you, uh, Papa, come see me. Probably Johnny because he has a bunch of titles. Matt because he ran his mouth. Uh, who else? Mantis is a fantastic wrestler. Um, he does not get enough credit. He just has the dumbest name ever. Um, he should change his. He has. To, he should change his name to his regular name because his regular name is awesome. So if he's hearing me, I know I say this every time I'm on a podcast, change your name, please, so you can get signed. Uh, wow. What a, wow. Um, yeah, no, I shoot, I shoot straight, man. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't bite. Um, I mean, I'm down to wrestle anyone that's actually going to bring it, do a promo, have a storyline with me, and actually perform and not just worry about doing, you know, the next 10 moves he knows how to do in practice this week. Wow. Wow, man. Is there anyone you see out there that um... – like, you know, a lot of these up-and-comers right now, we just saw the WWE tryout with a lot of our friends. Is there anyone you see out there right now that you got your eye on um, that, that really stands out? You're like, oh, they have it? Matt just has it. Like, he, Oh, yeah. He, he just can't cut promos, but that's why I give him a manager like he has Julius Smokes now. Um, PJ's really good. He's, he's, he's fantastic. Um, he wants he's it, got, yeah. He, he's, he's fantastic. There's nothing else around it. Probably the only thing holding him back is what people tell me what was holding me back was body which I think is bullshit because then you look at other people on TV and they have worse shapes than us. Um, I would say you guys are giant. You're literally yeah. like we work for Titan Championship Wrestling. Like yeah. you guys are literally Titans. It's called Titan. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm putting it out they, there. They, listen, this is what they want now. They want, you know, a 140-pound kid next door. You know what I'm saying? Like no disrespect to Taz's kid, but like I just saw like they're, they're building Taz's kid like he's Brock Lesnar. He's 5'8", 160 pounds. Like, I know disrespect is probably a fantastic worker. I didn't even watch the match. I'm not even going to lie. I don't watch a lot of stuff that's on TV, only if it's like, yo, you have to watch it. It was great. They said that they were booking this kid like he's Brock Lesnar and he's 5'8". Like, I, I no disrespect to any wrestler who's 5'8". But there's a thing of just being, like, uh, the larger than life or realism. Like, my father will turn on TV and be like, yeah, I'm not messing with Brock Lesnar. He'll kick my ass. He turns on Taz's case, like, who's this kid delivering my newspaper? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be yeah. some sort of realism left. Book the guy like Rey Mysterio was booked when he was the giant killer and he was the up-and-comer and he always, like, overcame the odds. Like, if you're booking a five-foot-eight guy like Brock Lesnar, then you're doing something wrong. Oh. No disrespect I, to five-foot-eight people. Out yeah, there. yeah. No, no, I got you. Uh, so we were talking about superheroes before. We always like to hear a good origin story. So what are your origins as far as, you know, the rest, wrestling business? Were you a fan growing up? Uh, how'd you get yeah. into wrestling? How'd you get associated with magic? And, you know, so I, I want the, one of the worst WrestleMania main events is what made me want to be a wrestler. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at WrestleMania 11. I oh, wow. Watching, okay. I was watching that match with my grandma. I was always watching wrestling, but like watching that match, I turned to my grandma. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like that guy. And I pointed at Kevin Nash. I was like, I want to be like him when I grow up. I want to be a wrestler, champion, two blondes and be like the coolest dude ever. Yeah. And then that was the reason. Like, well, what's your reason why you want to be a wrestler? That match, which if you watch it back, it's really not that good. 
you know, there's a lot of botches and weird. Stuff it, it was a weird time method. in wrestling. My, my guy was Brett. So he was like the star of the show around that time. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, like Brett, and watching back now, you're like, yeah, Brett was so much better than Sean. Like, why did we, everyone become Shawn Michaels fans? It makes no sense because Brett was so much better. I, again, I, I think yeah. it was I think it was the flashiness. Like I, yeah. Sean's my my number two. Brett's my yeah. my all time favorite. But yeah. it was a lot of the flashiness, too, because Brett brought the realism to it. And Sean yeah. was doing, you know, like the skin of the cat and the elbow drop off the top rope, stuff like that. So that's but then I instantly went to Diesel. It's like Sean was like a flavor of the month for me. And I went right to Diesel. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's gigantic. And he's 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 winning in 25 seconds. It's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to be a wrestler. And then like everyone else, like you watch the Attitude Era and Stone Cold and The Rock and all these guys are your favorites. Um, went to college and um, one of my best friends is Sean Maluda. I think he's he's on AEW Dark every once in a while. Yeah, yeah sure. Away classic. And he was always training and I never knew how to get in. Uh, I've got my degree and I was like, okay, like I'm not having fun with my degree. What am I doing now? I asked him how to get into business. He was going to make me train with the Samoans. Wow. Then, his, then his uncle moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, he opened school in Florida. Really wasn't trying to move to Florida, so he said, there's another school up here run by Magic. I said, oh, I remember him from watching him on you know old JP stuff. So I started training with Magic in about 2009. Magic, uh, they told Magic that I was already a wrestler, so I didn't have to pay like the crazy fees that these other guys pay to go to wrestling school, so I was paying just the ring fee. And he's like, all right, bump, kid. I had no idea what the hell a bump is. I'm like, all right. <laughs> What's that mean? What's that mean? Try this. Fall on your back. Bang. He's like, all right. He's definitely trained before. I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> so nice. I was like, <laughs> so it was like, uh, like you it. know, yeah, I did all my bumps like, okay. Like the first time. So he believed that I was kind of trained somewhere else. And I have to pay like the crazy ring, for, like the initiation fee that other people do. But yeah, I paid the, I started going there as much as I can train with magic. And then, you know, he said, all right, you, you got everything I could teach you. Go out there and learn on your own because, you know, you got to get your fundamentals off someone like magic. And then you got to go out there and just, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how to read a crowd, et cetera. And then, you know, from there, got a little bit of buzz, went to Shakara, got left Shakara, you know, broke the Internet. And now I'm back here. That's it. Does Magic know that story? Like, does he know that that you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does now. Oh, because yeah, he he'll probably be. We gotta he's have like, Magic on. But yeah, he's like, he's like this big mo. Like, I, I, this big motherfucker came in there saying he was a wrestler. I just wanted to train him because he was a big motherfucker. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that, that's that's, that's magic. But, but magic I, the, shout the, out. But like, uh, Magic is. I swear, Magic is too nice for his own good. If he was just like a little bit mean, he'd be like everywhere. He would have been like ECW or something like that back then. He was just so nice that like they probably abused, like, you know, didn't give him the push that he deserved. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll lose to this guy. Don't worry about it. You know, like he's just, he's the best, man. I love magic. We like, love magic. I love magic. He, he trained so many people in the Northeast. Uh, yeah. Most people that are on TV or like have any buzz up here are, are tied back to magic. He's the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Long overdue. I always see every time I see him, I'm like, oh, we got to have you on the show. We got to make that happen. And uh, just won like a lifetime achievement award. So shout out. Uh, to yeah. Magic congrats to Magic. All, all he's done. Um, Mr. Marconi, I do want to be respectful of your time, man. But this is one of our favorite questions we like to ask everybody. Um, I don't know if you're a big music guy, but say you have that big pay-per-view entrance. You're at a big show. Uh, obviously, you have the gold. You're you know, the champ everywhere you go, you have that big entrance. What band or artist oh, plays you down to the ring? Damn, I've never, <laughs> no one's ever asked this before. This is like a good really okay. That's our oh, favorite. Yeah, question. we love asking that. Um, 
man. I, but also, like, I have no time. I'm just watching Monday Night Football and the Jets aren't playing, so I'm good. Oh, what's your team? Uh, oh, it's Jets. Jets. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, I know we're, we're awful. We've been all, we'll be awful till I'm 80. Uh, <laughs> but you're loyal. You're loyal. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, man, this is this is much harder than I thought. Okay, Van Halen. Oh, nice. Okay, I love Van Halen. Okay, but like, what song? Like, and it's is it the, it, um, uh, maybe like a custom theme? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, like I've been all like, it's totally different from what I don't. But yeah, yeah. To. Like, it's like you know what? If I'm at the, if I'm at Mania, I want Van Halen because like it'll like cross over the most, and like you're like, oh, I know that song. You know, like like Panama. Like even though like I probably would never come out to Panama, I think Panama might be the right one because like it would just get everyone to go. Love it. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That's a great answer. I love yeah. Van Halen. That's yeah. amazing. Um, not, not, not enough respect, Dan Allen. Not yeah, enough. Right? Like, that's what I not. say. So right. good. So talented. So good. Um, Mr. Marconi, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yes, it was good you, man. getting to pick your brain, uh, getting to know where you're coming from a little bit more. Uh, we'll be sure to see you. I need to get up to IWA. I need to get up to some of these different promotions. Guys, oh, stop man. booking the uh, same day, the same Saturday. Let's make this happen so we can all see everybody, support everybody. Uh, Go ahead. There's going to be a new company coming out. Uh, oh, Project. I meant to ask. Yeah, yeah. please. Pro- Project Codename Wrestling. Um, so to peel back the curtain, I've helped write a lot of, for a lot of places. Um, I'm done writing for everyone else now. I just want to be a wrestler. I don't want the headache of having to write everyone else's storylines and, and promos and matches. I just want to show up, get an envelope, and wrestle, except for Project Codename Wrestling. So uh, me and a couple other guys are going to get together and actually do like a wrestler's starting a company, company, which I probably has been done before, but let's see how it goes. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Probably mid, uh, mid-March will be the first show in Jersey. That's amazing. We'll Congrats, New, man. We'll do New York and New Jersey. I might not wrestle. I might just be like, you know, guy in the chair with the headphones. Yeah, guy in the and chair. Not, nice. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, yep, yep. Uh, but if you like storyline-based wrestling and like promos and guys that actually want to invest in their character and their story, that's what it's going to be about. Love it, man. That's awesome. It was on the paper, too. I totally yeah, forgot about it's that. All so good. I, all I even forgot, man. I even forgot. <laughs> um, we're all, no, and again, we're all about the shameless promo. We'll definitely try to get up there. Let us know when that first event is. We, uh, I love getting in on the ground floor on things Thank anyway, you. so that sounds amazing. Uh, but you. we're all about that shameless, shameless promo here on the BCP. Tell everyone about the socials. Tell everyone about the merch, all that good stuff. Uh, merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash TJ Marconi. Um, probably you can get shirts quicker from me on my Facebook. So just hit me up. I have all my designs. It's taking up way too much room here. So you can get them straight from me and not have to pay the crazy fee. Um, TJ Marconi on all platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I don't have a TikTok. I have an Instagram. I'm going to get a TikTok because I hear that's the way you're going to do now. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, I'm probably outdating myself. I'm only 33, but I act like I'm 40s. I don't know what a freaking TikTok is. Um <laughs> Then, like, you know, uh, I, uh, if you see this, you see me, I'm not really, really a dick. Like, I'm actually a cool dude. Like, I just play a dick on, on social media. Like, come yeah. bullshit with me about Marvel movies or, like, some, yes. some dragon shit and we'll shoot the shit. Like, and also, like, if I'm not in character, I'll take a picture of you. All right, Wes? But if I'm in character, I can't. <laughs> there it is. Love it. That's great. This is a good one. Uh, Mr. Marconi, thank you so much for making the time for us, yeah, man. The long you, overdue, brother. man. And just continue success. You moving forward. Yeah, thank you. Good so luck. Thank you guys, too. You guys, too. Thank you, man. Thank you. And like, we oh, always- wait. I need- oh. I'm very fashionable. So, like, oh, you got to get that. Like, I'm very fashionable. Come on. Like, there, like, is. Yo, there is no there more is. wrestling fat. I get too much heat, man. I had to get out no, the kitchen. No, no. There no, it is. I, 
I, he, I, I had to tie these dudes not. They don't have to tie ties in the locker room, all right? They don't even know what a double Windsor is, all right? I'm coming back there. They have their bottom button buttoned on their suits. I'm like, come on, dude. You have to go do extra work, and you're coming in there with a three-piece suit, and you have the bottom button buttoned? Stop it. Like, you want to talk about oh. fashion? I'll pull out my closet right now, get all, all the, the heron bones, all, all, all the things popping out. I got suits galore, all right? I got to a future hashtag wrestling fashion yeah. writer for my own safety. I'm a little intimidated right now. Thank you, Mr. Mark. <laughs> and like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace. Peace.